Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollack, cybersecurity privacy and data protection attorney at McDonald Hopkins. As always, keep those calls, questions, comments coming. Call me at 410-917-5189 or email me at S. Pollock, that's S as in Sam, P as in Paul, O-L-L-O-C-K at McDonaldHopkins.com. So today I want to delve into the fun world of privacy, kind of talk more high level about privacy, but also about the Video Privacy Protection Act. So why are we kind of talking about, well, more specifically, privacy litigation? So privacy litigation is incredibly intriguing, complex, and uh, interesting. The reason for that is that plaintiff attorneys have figured out how to take old laws and use new theories in privacy to bring class actions. Some of the old laws that now we're seeing come into effect are the Federal Wiretap Act, the Electronic Communications Protection Act, Commuter, Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, Driver Privacy Protection Act, and the Video Privacy Protection Act. So why are these coming up? These are coming up because of the statutory damages, right? The damages available per violation. To give you an example, so the wiretap acts from federal to state, they go up to about 10,000 per violation. The Computer Fraud Abuse Act is about 5,000 per violation. Driver Privacy Protection Act is 2,500 per violation. Uh, the VPPA is also, VPPA is a Video Privacy Protection Act. That's also about 2,500 per violation. So in the past year, what we've seen in terms of privacy class actions being filed, there's been 67 Driver Privacy Protection Act allegations, 98 federal wiretap, 114 computer fraud, computer fraud and abuse act claims, and around 199 video privacy protection acts. Why is this important? This is important because they are using plaintiff attorneys are using these old laws, old laws in new ways. So let's start with the Video Privacy Protection Act. This came about because Robert Bork, many, many years ago, Supreme Court nominee, his rental history was taken and published, which he didn't like. So to counter that, Congress passed the VPPA. The VPPA basically prevents, protects your video protection privacy protections for your video. Original intent was for uh, your rental history. But the whole theory now is that it, the web tracking tools, for example, from Metapixel, from Google Analytics, anything on there on your website that lets you track the website usage falls within the VPPA. More specifically, the theory is embedded vi videos on the website are subject to the VPPA protections. So the videos that you're recording, the videos that are embedded on those web pages are triggering the VPPA. More in depth, it's basically when the websites track the user's online video viewing habits and reported the data to third parties like Meta and Google, that violated the VPPA. We've seen allegations against news outlets, CNN, Boston Globe, movie studios, sports leagues, and other content providers, ESPN and BuzzFeed, alleging this. 
Uh, and then it's going to be, it's been big with metapixels as well. So what does this really mean for all of us? One, we have to be very, con or corporations, organizations need to be very conscientious of these old laws being kind of used against them now in privacy acts. Second, we need to understand that the VPPA is a serious law. It comes with serious violations, $2,500 per violation. So per person, basically, that are alleging that they have a violation. Third, it's really about understanding the disclosures, right? And consent and transparency. As organizations, we need to be more, as a, we organizations, companies, need to be more transparent about what we're doing, who we're sharing our information with, why we're sharing our information with those people, with those companies, and how people can kind of, how companies can give individuals the right to opt out of these different services and different ways that their information is being handled. Similar to what we're seeing in GDPR, CCPA, different privacy acts in the states. This is obviously the growing trend, and this is not going away. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. When I say worse, I mean more prevalent in litigation. Um, now, do I think plaintiff attorneys are taking advantage of this? Yes. Do I think that companies, though, need to get more transparent? Yes. Um, using the VPPA, wiretap acts, they're also using uh, RICO now. You know, the RICO was basically for the mafia and the mob back in the early 90s. Um, they're trying to now use that against Google, AWS, Meta. Um, and this was a recent allegation, so it's interesting to see where this goes. And the other part to know is that these laws are all very, or these new actions are new, right? These are now coming about in the past two years, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Boston Globe settled for about $4 million. We'll see where the rest of the metapixels are going to come down to the tracking technologies under the VPPA, but we'll keep an eye on it. And once again, it's really about for companies being transparent, being upfront, understanding why they have these uh, tracking technologies in place and giving people the ability to opt out and understand their rights. That's the best way to protect yourselves moving forward. Uh, thank you for stopping by. As always, keep the questions, calls, comments coming. 410-917-5189 or email me at spollock, uh, spollock at mcdonaldhopkins.com. And once again, everyone have a great morning, great, e after great morning, great afternoon, or great evening. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks.